The Flicks Book Club. The Flicks Book Club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, welcome to Netflix Book Club, everybody. My name's Dennis Rooney. I'm Steve McDonald. I'm Casey Aurora. Uh, This week we watched Supermensch, The Legend of Shep Gordon. It was directed by Mike Myers. Uh, This movie's about uh, a manager... Right. He's a Jewish guy from uh, Oceanside, I think, Long, Long Island, Island, New yeah. York. Yeah. Uh, graduates high school or college, rather, and uh, goes to a job helping, you know, troubled youth in prison. Doesn't fit in, so he goes to L.A. like everybody else did and drops acid and becomes a manager. Becomes a manager. Just right. works his way in, just like through happenstance, works his way into celebrity. It's all culture. It's all happenstance. Yeah, his whole life seems to be happenstance. Why'd you pick it? I picked this movie. I've heard about it on uh, WTF with Mark Maron, mm-hmm. uh, another podcast maybe you've heard of. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it was Mike Myers on there, and he was just talking about this dude, Shep Gordon. And uh, Mike Myers was doing an impression of him, and his voice is kind of like deep, and he's just very like plain guy, you know? And he sounds he sounds a little bit like Hollywood manage type. Yeah. And he is, and it right. fits him very well. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mike Myers just spoke so highly of him, and it sounded like he was going to have so many cool Hollywood stories that... I I was you know when I saw when I saw it on Netflix I was like why not is it I I never choose documentaries let me check this one out and it was pretty new uh, whether you should stream it or not I'm gonna go with don't stream it wow but, wow wow I'm but I honestly think you know I, I'm I saying might wow get because because of it's your own choice. So it's weird. So I almost, do you think I just want to, I was thinking about that. So when someone says don't stream it on their own choice, it's almost like, hey, I watched a movie. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> that's what you're saying. I don't, here's the thing. I think I, I mean, that's what this whole podcast is built on. Right. I know. But it's like when it's like a movie you pick yourself, you're like, hey, I watched this by my own choice. Don't watch it. <laughs> I might change my mind though. I'm, I'm reserving my right to change right. my mind because I really, I want to talk about this movie though. I want to talk about this dude. It's an interesting movie. It's a barely don't stream it. Okay. I might change my mind. So what Loose. do you guys think? All right. Steven. Uh, I'm gonna go with stream it. I love these movies. Yeah, I love. There's another movie on uh, called uh, "You'll Know I'm Dead When I Stop Talking." Something along those lines about Jerry Weintraub, who's another one of these Rock guys. That, guy, like, right? He was a drummer. Was he the drummer dude? No, no, no. He was a he was another manager agent guy who just like made who did cool things, and all of his stories are awesome. And so. Uh, and so I just love these kind of movies. Okay, so you're saying stream it. Yeah, I'm saying stream it. I'm going to go with the stream it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's got a little bit of everything. It's got you know a lot of craziness, uh, a lot of heart. And I think because of that, I'm picking it. Like It's a man who, uh, it's an interesting career. And you know he's still alive, so it's, that's kind of, I always like that. That's kind of nice. Yeah, that is nice. And yeah. it's, it's got some really ups and downs. A historical lesson in music, which I always find interesting, because I'm mm. I'm not a big music history guy, so to learn new things about it, it's kind of cool to me. So I'd say stream. Well, I got, I got some questions for you guys then. Okay. And I bet you will change my mind, but maybe not. Maybe I'll dig my heels in. So uh, go watch the movie and uh, come back, and we'll talk about it. So he set up an appointment with Teddy at his apartment in the front of the apartment building with a white Rolls Royce. Teddy on the license plate, and I take the elevator up to the penthouse. I said, I'm not going to waste a lot of your time. There's very few things I know in life, but I'll tell you what I can do. I can get higher than you. I got more beautiful women than you. I can get drunker than you. And when you collapse and the cash is in your pocket from the show, I'll still be up to get the cash out and make sure it's safe so you don't get robbed. Okay, who would you rather hang out with? Shep Gordon 
or the bulletproof salesman guy, German dude? <laughs> <laughs> I would, um, uh, you know, Shep Gordon. I think Shep, Shep Gordon. Yeah. I think Shep Gordon. Yeah, yeah, Shep Gordon. Based. I don't know why I have a, an issue with this film. What, what, I mean, you know, something doesn't sit right with me. What about doesn't this dude. sit right? Like what? Doesn't, I don't know, man. He's too nice. Like let's <laughs> let's go through. He's got love, money. I love that all it is is just this like Irish negative inside you that's just like. It's just like, I don't know, I don't trust this guy. He's real nice. He seems I, to help people. I it, just can't imagine it this. It doesn't sit right with me for you to dislike this movie because this guy is everything that I could see, not you becoming, but in a way you sort of are, it can become. Oh, like, wow. But we're not the manager type of like. Are you guys trying to make me feel weird this podcast <laughs> no, already? No, because. Like, I'm the only one who disagrees. You're telling me I'm. Like Look, a cheap, uh, a broke Shep Gordon. Yeah, right now. I can't now. take compliments at the all top I'm of the saying, podcast, no, no, all, guys. All we're saying is this. We feel like in the next couple of years, you're going to lose your hair into <laughs> a very interesting horseshoe right. of hair. You're going to get glasses, and you're going to become Jewish. This guy <laughs> looked 40 when he was 20, and he was still pulling <laughs> insane tail. Will someone yeah. explain that to me? <laughs> because it was, What is with this dude's game? It was, was it all drugs, or what's the deal? It's confidence and drugs. And I think, let's just... That's <laughs> what it is. There's two... The, like The plot is fairly simple. It's a guy who wants to end up uh, he wants to ride his, as he says ride his white horse into helping uh, youth troubled youth uh, the place that he goes to uh, help these kids they make him uh, go into like this p- uh, pen with other children who beat the hell out yeah. of him he's got long hair so the other guards don't like him right. either you know what I mean they don't help him out so yeah. he ends and, up but I will say that shows that even before he had money he had a good heart and he was head, yeah. you know he wanted to help yeah. people yes yes and then he ends up going to staying at this hotel uh, and meets Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, right? And then they t- ask him. He's like, "Well, he's like, you should be a manager." He's like, "Oh, who should you manage?" And the guy says, "Alice, Alice Cooper. Cooper." And then it goes from there, yeah. and he ends up becoming a manager. And it's he comes up with these wild schemes and ideas to get attention paid to Alice Cooper, which pay off in the end. He takes on different clients, a variety of clients, a wide range of clients: yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, uh, what's in called Teddy Pendergrass, uh, Luther Vandross. Like it's just such an array of different people. Yeah. And who was the, the yeah. Canadian folk singer? Uh, Annie something. Something. Yeah, and Anne, that was the first Anne one he Murray. picked up after Alice Cooper, which was you know nothing could be further from Alice Cooper. A than stark contrast because it was yeah. actually music yeah. closer that he enjoyed himself, right. like a ja- like a like a folk type music. And you know this it characterizes this, this guy's life. Like because of this guy, they have celebrity chefs. Yeah, he, he really is the guy behind that whole thing, yeah. which I didn't know. Chefs I wouldn't were yeah. just people that were flown around and they cooked and they made zero, very little money. And he made chefs into the whole Food Network is basically somebody created this idea. The person who yeah. owns CNN. And then he Chef said, Gordon had his hand in a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of yeah. origin stories. Right. This guy is. Why like, don't I like this movie more? I, I do. You need. To, I can't answer that question okay, for you. Yeah, we really. You know what? I have this written down. Is why did Mike Myers make this movie? And I feel like you guys are saying the answer right now is that like he, you know, even I just said it. He had his hand in so many origin stories. Well, this is this is the thing is is that he he seemed like from the moment that he was just doing things. Like, there's a lot of these guys where, you know, they're fun people, and they're fun to hang out with, and they're cool, and then what happens is, is that, and I don't want to say that it's like, it's always money involved, but it's like, if you, if you're a carefree person, and then the first gig that you, like, put together in the first couple years explodes, and you just have millions of dollars, it's a lot easier to just kind of, like, hang out. 
it's a lot easier to just kind of like to be like, oh, I want to do that, and I want to do that, and I want to do that, because you have the means to be able to do it. Yeah, but they and toiled. So he had, and I'd well, actually, no, no. yeah, I'd argue that they did kind of toil yeah, for a toiled. while. They were I think it was the chicken head thing put them on the map a little bit, and then even then they put all that money into what happened that they went, they made their money in Britain the first time, their first right. yeah. money. Yes, basically they had a uh, an ad with Alice Cooper naked. Oh uh, yeah, and there was he had a, uh, a boa constrictor wrapped around his body, around his private yeah. parts. And then they had the uh, truck, which had this huge ad uh, yeah. breakdown, fake breakdown in Piccadilly, which is like the central hub of London. Yeah, and Times because Square of, London. Yeah, right. essentially. And because of it, so much attention was paid to him. And then they had sold 50 seats originally in like a 10,000 seat spot. Yeah. And then they ended up selling out. Yeah. And the like, next day. Yeah. And then they went on a world tour literally right after. And those kinds of things. I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my mind. Watch this. Wow. Holy eight, yeah, holy no. eight minutes in. minutes in. There's something I, I want to get. It gets. The documentary doesn't get dark towards the end. But I liked the first. I liked the first hour a lot more than I liked the last half hour. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's because it goes through his life. And in the last half hour, he, he's talking about maybe he's going to die alone. You know, he's kind of got a family now. But yes. he's still, you know, he's. Been he's divorced. Got, he it's had somebody else's annulled. kids that he he takes care of. Yeah. But he doesn't have any kids of his own. And I think the reason why Mike Myers might have made this movie is to celebrate this guy's legacy because yeah. he who may otherwise not, might not. Who yeah. may not have children. Well, and, and he be- said, I mean, Mike Myers said in the movie that he he was going through a rough part in his life, mm-hmm. and he asked if he could come and stay there. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, totally, come by. And he stayed there for two months. Right. And yeah. it's like. You know, I don't know whether I have, like, I have very close friends. I don't know whether they let me stay at their place for two months. Yeah, I don't know if I'd let you I'm stay I'm so sorry to hours. our listeners that I even started <laughs> with a don't stream this. Yeah. I don't know why. There was something about this movie that I wanted to talk about this movie. But if I had not been able to talk about this movie with you guys, I might not have given it such a better a better review. Mm-hmm. Well, no, and, and like, that's... And he is. He's just... It's, it is. It's a celebration of a nice guy. And I don't know why I had it's issue with that. It's a celebration of life is really what of it comes... life, yeah. yeah. I, hope, I hope if I had money like that, I would like to do that too. Like an open door policy. I kind of love that idea of being... Like having all that money yeah. and still being just like a social dude and being like fun to be around and hang out with. Well, no, right. and that's, you know, the, the funny thing is, is like I run into a lot of people at my work where I'm like, how do you know all of these people? Like they're friends with all of these different people. They have connections everywhere. And they're like, and literally what I've been told three or four times by three or four different people is I just do a lot of drugs in different places. Uh, yeah like i just do a lot of drugs in different places and that's how i'm friends with all these people mm. and that seems to be to a certain extent like w- like this guy like yeah. like he literally like shep literally just seems like he's like he's like yeah i just really like doing drugs and so i ended up at parties where i was doing a lot of drugs and then i would be like yo what's up doing drugs with people or like drinking a lot of alcohol with people is a certain bonding experience that like if they're the two right people yeah, right. it's very like him and Teddy Pendergrass had the drug off, which was <laughs> which sounds ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. But well, tell tell the people who if they didn't watch the movie because they thought to follow your advice, yeah, don't stream it. Your bad advice, kidding. yeah. Wait, to, explain what? I'm explain sorry. the drug off. What oh, the, the drug, drug off was yeah. this: is that um, Shep wanted to manage uh, Teddy, Teddy Pendergrass. Pendergrass. Teddy Pendergrass was kind of on the fence, and Shep said, "Listen, I got better drugs than you. I got better women than you, and I can do more drugs than you, and all that." and Let's get a hotel. Which is, like, which let's is go really somewhere. brazen to say to a yeah. smooth black yeah. man like Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> Teddy Pendergrass was like butter. I wasn't familiar with Teddy Pendergrass. Mm. I want to sleep with Teddy Pendergrass <laughs> yeah. now. Smooth but I can't right. because he's a guy and he doesn't work from the chest down. Right. The which was extremely <laughs> sad. No, I'm yeah, not making fun God. of the guy. I mean, right. 
But like he was another one where uh, okay, so anyway, him and Teddy Pendergrass literally they go someplace and they stayed up for three days straight, and finally Teddy collapsed, and Shep got to manage him after that. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's being able to always be in control. Shep said that about like being able to be the last one awake at the party to make sure I'm gonna. T- he said I'm gonna be the guy who takes the money out of your pocket and make sure no one like you know and nobody steals. I'm gonna yeah. hold you down. Like he is such a trustworthy dude and a loyal dude. And uh, I knew I knew Stephen was gonna like this movie at least when I saw the one part that the scene in Almost Famous was oh, based yeah. off of him. Explain that. The scene in the scene in Almost Famous where they're in the where they're in the airplane and it starts to go down is based on him being in the Alice Cooper airplane and Cameron Crowe was doing a story, I think for Rolling Stone. Yeah, who was probably about, like sixteen at the time. Yeah, he was like sixteen because that movie was based on him. Uh, and one of the roadies in it, like as they're about to go down, thinking they're all gonna die, he tells one of the people that his wife who's pregnant, it's not his kid, it's you know, the the other roadies. And then the and then the plane immediately like <laughs> like evens fixed, out like, evens out and the guy's like, Hey, we're gonna be fine, sorry about that. Yeah, the pilot says that. <laughs> the pilot says that. And then they all just sat for another like three hours on the flight, just, just really awkward, quietly yeah. and awkwardly being like, Ooh. "What just happened?" I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being in that day to day circus of just traveling. Like, I mean, as a comic, I want to, but you'd be by yourself in hotels yeah. all the time. Well, I mean, they had as a crew. To, like, they, they had, had a, a huge going. crew. I didn't realize that Alice Cooper was so um, it was huge. Was oh yeah, hinged he was huge. so much on theatrics. Oh, yeah. I'm not so a fan. Either. I knew he dressed up, and it's not like I'm not a fan in a bad way. It's not my kind of music, mm-hmm. but yeah. I didn't know that that's what put him on the map. Was like it was a show. It was a. Uh, it was an experience. Yeah. It was a uh, burlesque. Is that what sort they described? It, it was like vaudeville. Sort of vaudeville. Vaudeville. Burlesque. Yeah. Not quite burlesque. But burlesque. He he didn't strip. <laughs> I mean, he did. He did a lot of stuff. Sometimes he they did. They did some awesome stuff, man. Putting panties on the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like watching this movie and watching the stuff that Shep came up with to like get them famous. I'm like, how come I'm how come more people aren't doing this? Right, that's what like I started. I was like, I was like, I should be doing like public pranks or something, putting my name on a billboard. I don't know, like. Well, no, and I feel like I feel like there was a there was a great period of time in the seventies and the eighties and even into the nineties, like essentially pre-internet, where there were all of these cool, weird, interesting things you could do that didn't rely on like like now, like when you look at that thing where it's like, why aren't people doing that now? It's like they are. They're doing it on YouTube. Like yeah. it's 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 young kids that but are it's, our age it's or younger. Not, YouTube is doing things on YouTube. The no difference than uh, flyering, really. It's so yeah, common. no, and that's that's, yeah. that's yeah. the thing is, is that it's like there was a time period where it's like when when they when they put the panties on the record, everybody went to the record shop. Like you had to go to a physical place yeah. and pick up a thing mm-hmm. to be like the the equivalent of that now is Drake dropping his album. At you know at one in the morning or whatever on iTunes on iTunes and not telling anybody like right. that's the equivalent these days is that it's like yeah I'm just gonna put this up with nobody paying attention to me yeah little watch like how good publicity I'm, plays, watch how good you know? I'm gonna do where like that's a publicity well, play in itself re- I mean you know because people are paying attention to to Drake so that's why something like that spirals out of control it's he already has the attention therefore he delivers the product yeah uh, what shep did was yeah but, give, no, was but garner the attention he didn't he, and yeah th- they didn't really have much of he's like hey come watch this and they would do these wild things and it's like oh but let we got to continue to do these wild things to gain attention because uh you also need a product too 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't yeah. really have a product. Alice Cooper had a song which was telling uh, "You Hate Me." That was his song, and he would sing. That was the first song he sang, uh, opening for the Doors. Awful. And it was awful. And yeah. here's Alice Cooper is just this guy who shows up wearing a jacket with dead rats sewn to it. Yeah. yeah. And that's just like, oh, and he doesn't. His first song is "You Hate Me," and he's singing this to people. It's a packed room, and they're like. Yeah, all right, we're not really into this. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a very fine line between trying to do something crazy to get attention and yeah. like sewing dead rats to your jacket. Right. There's it's crazy is like it, it, that's at that fine line you have to yeah. walk. You have yeah. to maintain that character though. If you have dead r- dead j- uh rats sewn to your jacket like you can't go to the bar and order a drink you need right. to like you can't order a soda you can't have normal yeah you can't have normal <laughs> interactions that night you right. need to be alice cooper then for the rest of the night well and that was actually one of the most interesting things to me was listening to alice cooper talk about alice cooper yeah mm. talking about alice where cooper. he's like where he's like well yeah alice had to do these things and it's like that's you and it's like it's not it's but like 100 percent right character he plays the only thing that stays when he's not in that character are those dead hollow eyes he has <laughs> yeah. and he really does but yeah watching alice cooper driving around with shep in like a, a golf uh, cart, in a a golf golf cart, cart just yeah. waving everybody like the old dudes on the course yeah you know right what I mean? it was interesting i don't know but the family even still there's something about this movie where like it's, it's kind of boring yeah it's at, a little boring there were, it's a good story there were, at times, well done. there were at times where I found myself getting like nodding off a little bit like drifting away and just kind of going like okay what's going like you hear all these crazy stories you know what this this movie is to me it's like you know when you meet somebody who is uh, who has stories like yeah. that uncle or that friend or you know somebody who has like just crazy stories and they're telling you these crazy but stories. But there's going to be lulls between those stories. Yeah, and there's a couple lulls yeah. between there's lulls between the stories. And that's what Shep, the story of Shep Gordon is. It's there are a couple lulls in the stories, but then it's like but then when you piece them together and you sit there and you're watching this thing because it's a documentary about his life. You go, oh man, this guy has led a pretty interesting life. And then you start to think about like, wow, this dude lived lived a life that people would pay money to record. And they, yeah. they'd create another, like a TV show off of it. But then what, what really sold me on this thing was his hum, human side. You know, the fact that uh, he's alone. That he's had relationships that just didn't work out. That he wanted children and it didn't come to fruition. Yeah. That you know he'd mar- he'd been married. He'd what he was with Sharon Stone for a while. He's with a Playboy playmate for a, a the minute. The end of this documentary is like almost. I think we're all a little afraid of that of being right. being yeah. having success, having all the things you've worked really hard for in life, and kind of having no one super super close to you at all times to share yeah. that with. And maybe that's where that open door policy comes from and that friendliness. Well, and I think that and it's not disingenuous, but it's still he's, he doesn't want to end up alone, and he keeps that uh, option open because he doesn't know what's coming his way, and he has to. Yeah, he's also one of those guys, and I mean, we're That's we're all kind of like that, it's where it's like I don't want to be tied down because something might come along, right? You know, something might be around the corner. He said himself, he's like, I might have another couple years of fooling around still in me, you know? Yeah, right. And this is a dude who's done more fooling around than <laughs> many many people. In, in one, no head, no backstage pass. There's, yeah, there's a T-shirt <laughs> he's wearing, and it says that no head, no backstage yeah. pass, and. That to me was wild. That's wild, and it's it's offensive, but it's also like that dude's a badass right there. Like that's, <laughs> but yeah, it's also very accurate. Well, no, it's and a I think time. I think that you know one of the interesting things to me was was when he was explaining how to throw a dinner party. I thought that was really really interesting. Yeah, like because I'm the type of person where it's like I don't really like having people over. I don't like like entertaining. Mm. at all and 
it made me it definitely like gave me a certain level of like yeah that would actually be well, kind of fun what did I he would talk like about that like what was the thing that he did the thing that he mentioned with it was was that it's like you have to and he learned it from the French chef that he decided he wanted to like learn from mm-hmm. was that when you're throwing a dinner party you just you it's all not, about it's them all about other people it's not what you want you're in right. service ma- for the night. you are in service of and other people for the night yes and that will feel good because you put out an atmosphere where you made people feel good right and um that's how i throw dinner parties when was the last time you threw a dinner party? <laughs> threw a dinner party like you have se- dinner parties without me yeah i had a dinner party seven months ago it was nice where was i you weren't around you're busy so <laughs> I, feel like, I, was, I feel like I'm getting in the middle of a lover's spat. This yeah. podcast uh, is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I mean, it it really was like I feel like the the things that I saw throughout this movie that, you know, like that touched me was this moment of like it's it really is like a set of life lessons mm-hmm. yeah. from this yes. guy who's like who like is having a good time and doing it right. Like He's like he's hanging out with friends. He's doing cool stuff. He's having like he's having all of this fun. But at the same time, it's like be good to people. Mm-hmm. Be nice. Like I liked his entire thing of like of like, you know, when there's a deal coming together, because I try to do this with work that I'm doing mm-hmm. is that it's like when a deal is coming together, it's like there shouldn't be winners and losers. There should just winners be winners. winners. Right. Yeah. I've read that before where there's no such you don't have to have a win lose situation. Yeah. You can aim the best situation to aim for is win win yeah. where everybody wins. Yeah. And I like the fact that and he you learn these things There's little nuggets of gold about life lessons. And what I like is like then this guy decides from going to management goes into the culinary world manages there as well. But then now just starts to discover his own personal growth. And starts to work from there, and he works with the Dalai Lama. Yeah, he kind of starts to figure out who he is. Right. And that's something that's nice yeah. about having that much money. Not that you need a lot of money to do it, but like... Yeah, it helps. But Yeah, it helps. But like, even when he has all this money, he doesn't just kind of retire off to Maui. He's like, I'm really into culinary now, and like, I'm going to learn how to cook, yeah. and I'm going to try to do it to the highest level, and I'm going to mm. take it seriously. And when you have that kind of money, you can approach a world-famous French chef and say, hey, I'm a cool enough guy. If you smoke was, pot, we'll get along and take me the, everywhere and train me and I'll be cool and one quiet. One of the best parts of that That's awesome. of the entire yeah. movie was him going up to that guy and he's like, and he's sitting there with Pablo Picasso and it immediately stops and on the screen it just says, this is not true. Right, right, right. <laughs> he, Pablo Picasso died in 78. <laughs> 73 or 73. Yeah. And Shep was like, very Shep high was at the time. very high. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes... You know what? I might have been really high at that point. That's <laughs> <laughs> really high. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, that's, that's what he said. He yeah. starts like, yeah, I might have been really high. And that's that's what it is. And it's just like, it. it I, I hate that it kind of does glorify drugs extensively. <laughs> it kind of does a little bit. But he also, he made a point to say like, you know, Alice Cooper was in rehab. So many people had died. Like he knew when to pump the brakes. Right. But from day yeah. one, it seemed like he had a stamina and a tolerance well, and he's he's one of those people that confuses me completely. Right. Where, like, he's like, yeah, I did all of these drugs, and then I just stopped. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Right. What do you mean? But that's, that's the and thing. I don't even think that he stopped. I think he just kind of pumped the brakes. Like, right. I, I'm pretty sure Chef still Gordon still probably weed. smokes weed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the tamest of the things. Yeah. He's not sitting there dropping I do acid. Love that, I do love that when he became Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix's agent, mm-hmm. or when he became their manager, he like I don't think he was their manager. I think he was no, just he, their friend. No, he was. He became okay. their manager because he brought him in, and he was like, hey, I should manage you guys. And then they walked in uh, to the room, and he like opened up a drawer. That was Alice. Cooper, was Alice Cooper. Was 
Alice yeah, Cooper. Yeah, Alice Cooper. Yeah, because you said so they get Alice Cooper there for a meeting at the hotel. You know, two days later, and I was yeah, like, yeah. "Well, why should you manage us?" And he pulls open the drawer, and I'm, um, you know, it's a shot that they, they, they made a lot of good shots. Right. All the yeah. stuff that was, you know, made for this documentary of a young Shep Gordon, it's pretty cool. And he looks like, yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah. looks like a Jewish white kid from Long Island in the 70s. You the know, he's got uh-huh. the pro, he's got the glasses. The film aspect of it's really good. The editing is well done. Yeah. Like they make it yeah. seem like these were they had live footage. Of him right. having conversations with Jimi Hendrix, him having conversations with Janis Joplin, and that's the thing. Like you get, you get to hear such a really cool story. I'm not a Joplin fan. I'm not a Jimi Hendrix fan. Right. I'm not yeah. even an Alice Cooper fan. But this documentary, what I like about it is that it makes me like these people, and I get to see their likability. It's nice to see the glimpse into like the the uh, like the behind the scenes of Hollywood and kind of rock and roll and yeah, stuff like that, right. especially during that era. Mm-hmm. That's an era. If you're into sex, drugs, and rock and roll at all, you, like that was the time. And that's, that was this the time. Is the documentary you know I mean? to watch for that, I think. It's, it's a pretty good one. Well, yeah. and they, I mean, you know, one of the things that I think is really fun about the entire thing, and it, it, it also gives me a lot of like, like want to to hang out with people and talk to them more. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a shut in. I don't really like going out. I don't really like hanging out with. It makes you want to be more social. People. It makes me want to be know? more social because he because he's commenting like when he meets Jimi Hendrix, when he meets Janis Joplin, when he meets Alice Cooper, he's like, we weren't anything. Like nobody was famous. Yeah, right. Nobody was like n- we were just trying to eat. Mm-hmm. Like we and most of us couldn't, and we were just trying to do the thing that we wanted to do. And to think of a time period. Because these people are such icons, it does make me sit back and think about the fact that it, like, Jimi Hendrix had rough years mm-hmm. before he became Jimi Hendrix. And Janis Joplin had a long period of time where she wouldn't make any money and she couldn't do anything. But a lot of those people who, ref- they, when they have quote unquote made it and make their money, they yeah. still look at those times when they weren't. Those were the best times. Those were, yeah, and it sounds yeah. so. Were they though? <laughs> it's to us because you're we're or in it. Or are you it. glorifying we're, the memory? We're in it, but it's like to them. There's like those were the best times. Any celebrity uh, will say they're like, oh, you know, when I was living in this apartment in the East Village, and it was like just me, and it was me. It was like Dustin Hoffman talks about living with like this other actor. I don't know who he lived with, uh, who's also very famous now, and he's like, yeah, it was just us two and some other yeah. dude living in the East Village, and it was a real, real crappy apartment, and it was garden and we had rats and everything he's like you know man i'll be honest some of the most favorite times of my life and is it because but of that's youth? when it gets better though is it because of youth or is it because of that's just a carefree time less responsibility i don't know i, I guess. think the main thing i think the main thing that it comes down to with a lot of that is is that it's like you know being being poor mm-hmm and as long as you like i think the main thing to me is is that they got out of it Right. If they were still living in a rat-filled apartment, nobody would care. Nobody would care, mm-hmm. and they'd be they would hate that that's where they live. Well, history is the winner's story. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if you if you get out of that, you then realize that it's like, well, if you're doing what you want to do and you're enjoying yourself, like it's really not that bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's not terrible that right. you that you aren't getting if you're like having fun. Yeah. Of course. You know, because that's to me one yeah, of the if you things. You have a white Jewish dude from Long Island with a suitcase full of drugs <laughs> who's just like handing them out you know yeah handing you well, there's no, always, all like these stories there's always someone who's kind of keeping the good times going though you know mm-hmm. what i mean because like when yeah. i'm at my lows trying to make it in this crazy industry and business i'm just broke i'm just broke sitting in my apartment like i can't afford to do anything well right you gotta now. that's that's why i think yeah. maybe that message is that we don't we sort of uh kind of forget is that like 
you don't have to be you can be broke but you don't have to be broken alone that's true that's yeah i think that's something to take from it and i realized this as i said something before i said that if this is if you're like into uh music history and like you get to see all these rock stars and how they came up but then at the same time, if I if I think about it, if you're big into celebrity chefs, this is the movie to watch. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, this is, no, this is the movie to watch. You could probably just find that like 10 minutes on YouTube and just watch that. That's That itself is like a short documentary on the history of like the Food Network and right, the but celebrity it, chef. It's like it gives you more of the background of who the guy behind it and how yeah. he made it all come together. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. it builds such a good bridge. It's just like, oh, I didn't think... I didn't think Emeril oh, Lagasse becoming a thing yeah. was a thing that had to happen. Shep Gordon, and I'm interested to hear your take on this because I was a little skeptical, but is he he kind of, not invented, but he started independent cinema in the United States? No, I mean, he didn't start... And it kind of like, where do you where, what's independent cinema? It's, it's a bit what's independent cinema. The, the primary thing that he did was, was that he made... He was and i feel like you know it's one of these things where i'm like i hope that if i ever get to a level like what what he was at or if i have anything close to that that i have the ability to uh to do what he did which is that he picked somebody that he that he thought was good that he trusted to make decisions that had good taste and then he went yeah just go just do it Mm -hmm. just make the thing right is it like 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 I like your taste G- make some stuff yeah and and was just you know that to me is like the like the fun of what this guy had with with his life was that it was like you know I think of a lot of people's work that they do I like working a lot personally I think of other people's work and what they do and I enjoy their work and he was the type of person where he looked at their work and went I want to enjoy you as a human being and I feel like that was one of the things that I took that like I've taken away from it where I'm like, I need to start just doing that, like enjoying. Yeah. Like I like talking about work. I like doing all these different work things. But the reality is, is that it's like if I just enjoy human beings and they happen to make good work and then I can be put in a position to go, oh, yeah, make the thing, make that thing. Go make that thing that you've been talking about forever. It's just really like fulfilling. Ship Gordon opened really a lot of nice. gates for people. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is yeah. that it's like he opened a lot of gates for people where it's to the extent that's like. Every celebrity chef has like, like is is in some way because of Shep Gordon, and but he just saw that as like a thing where it was like he was like I'm not going to take any money off you guys. I don't need any more money. I'm just you know this is wrong that yeah. you guys like he had a sense of right and wrong that I felt like was really like penetrating to what he did. And Constantly really telling this guy people was to piss in the wind. Just go for it. <laughs> just go for it. Go right ahead. He was like, he was a. Mo- he, I got a house in is, Malibu. Don't he worry is a about moral it. compass, you know. He yeah. is. He's kind of. He's. He's just a genuinely good dude. That's well, why that's, I think that's what throws me off. That's the moral. That throws you off. Um. No, I mean, I believe it. I believe everything. I mean, I'm sure there's things I got left out about this guy in this movie. Right. But sure, I'm sure he got head and never called some girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know sure what I mean? Someone's offended. Someone. Right. There's someone out there who goes, "Shep Gordon's got a movie out. The guy's a jerk. Yeah, that guy's yeah. the worst." <laughs> yeah. But uh, you told know, me to could, piss in the wind. We could all be a little bit more like Shep Gordon, and I really hope that if uh, I ever get money, that I act this way and keep it down to earth and. Well, according to our last so. episode, you want to sell armored cars. So I don't. Not really. <laughs> well, according to you, at the beginning of this episode, I'm like a. A broke Shep Gordon. That was very nice of you. Yeah, I can no take problem. that. It's soaked in. This. Yeah. I hope. I hope I am too. And you're all. My door's always open when Thanks. I'm not here, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, what do? We, oh, I, I hope for next week you're taking us back into the realm of fiction. Uh, what does fiction mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is that means? Fake, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fiction. Um, in a way, I am. 
In a way, I am taking us to oh the realm God. of fiction. I know what he's going to say. We're watching. Do not say what I think you're going to say. We're watching Noah with Russell oh. Crowe. Why? I skipped over that, man. I, uh, uh, all right. Well, how okay. long is that? Five hours? I don't. I don't know. Um, it don't. First of all, sell it right. It's a good. It's Russell Crowe. Have you seen it? No. He's done Gladiator, and uh, you know I'm really excited to see this movie. I don't care. Listen, I'll tell you this: Waterworld flopped. Case in point. What do you mean, case in point? Case in save point. Save it for, okay. We'll uh, save it for next find week. Find out what I mean next week. Kind of excited to watch it, I guess, because I it's one of those movies I'd like to see, but I... Tune in to flicksbookclub.com. Check the Twitter. Let us know what you think. All that good stuff. That it? Say yep. goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.